Welcome back to a brand new episode of Lipstick and Cowboy Boots with Cassie. Joining us today on the podcast is the 2018 CBHI Super Stakes winner, Carly Christensen. Here's Cassie. Carly, how are you doing? I am fantastic, Cass. How are you? I'm so glad I finally get to talk to you about your winning run at the CBHI on uh, He's My Magic Man, Eddie. Um, we'll get to him in a minute, but Carly, let's talk about, um, your background in, with horses. Like, so you've just, you've been fresh on the scene. You've been barrel racing for what, three years? Well, really horses are just literally bred into me. I mean, my dad started training horses when he was 14 years old and he turns 60 this year. So yeah, that's well over 40 years he's been training and he's my role model like he's trained almost everything under the sun every sort of prospect like there's no question I've asked him that he hasn't had an answer to which I mean it's been amazing to grow up with uh, having an influence like that yeah and uh, same with my mom too I mean she she didn't come from any sort of horse background at all uh, or farming or anything she just she just loved them, and she started training it when, when she was in her late 20s, I believe. And uh, she did cross-country show jumping, and then got into pleasure and stuff. So, yeah, cool. I was literally just born into the whole horse deal. But, uh, yeah, Dad's been um, focusing more on the cutting cow horse end of it for the last bit. And I've mostly grown up showing the cutters. I did a little bit of the Western and English pleasure and some jumping as well. But I've always loved barrel racing. I think... It's really hard not to go to a rodeo as a little girl and watch them run the cloverleaf pattern on this huge freight train of a horse and the screaming crowd and everything. I mean, it's hard not to dream about that, right? Absolutely, so, yeah. I I told myself I wanted to do it one day, and uh, three years ago, I didn't have a main cutting mount anymore. So I talked to Dad, and we decided we would look for one, but... He was very smart about how he wanted me to go about it. He didn't want me to buy something that was finished and that I would just go and do well on right away. Yeah. He wanted me to start from the bottom, you know, like, I had, again, I had kind of grown up in the cutting thing, so everything came to me fairly natural in that way. Uh-huh. Like, I had learned at a young age and everything, but... So we bought a big black gelding, and he was running 2D, 3D times. I think my first my first run actually was at Thorsby, and I ran a slow 16, like 16.9 or something, and I yeah. won the 3D yeah. at Thorsby in the summer jackpot, and I was so excited. I was hooked from there. Like, <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even hang on around I didn't even hang on to the horn around the barrels at all. Like I was just giving her like, like, this a big so saddle. Like, <laughs> it was it was awesome. So. Um, from there, I got two uh, Faturity Prospects. I had a cutting bread mare, and then my dad actually bought Eddie from the CFR sale, that Western Bloodstock sale yeah, in 2015. Yeah. He was bred by Ralph and Kelly Daynard, yeah. and Darby Daynard as well. Uh, raised till he was three, uh, we bought him, and uh, my dad just had a hunch. Like, <laughs> he's just very weird in that sense where (laughs) he can get get a feeling about a horse and he's almost always right like he goes down to sales in Fort Worth every December for the big um, NCHA sale and one of his specialties is he's just amazing at matching horses to people that's so cool and uh yeah so I to be completely honest he came home with this like this lanky running bread colt and I was like what the heck am I gonna do with this like I have no I've never ran I've never ran a real 
like running red racehorse dad's like you're kind of throwing me to the wolves now here. <laughs> <laughs> but um I couldn't have asked for a better prospect I mean this whole thing has been such a fairy tale I haven't even had time to think about it or talk about it even because right the day after the CBHI ended I was on the road to the uh, Calgary Stampede Wrangler cutting maturity there and I just got home so it's been a whirlwind but yeah have you you haven't even really been able to process it like this year's super stakes pot for the winner was $33,600 like that is a pretty nice chunk of change <laughs> yeah no it's it's oh it's so amazing it's such a great it's such an amazingly run event too like the whole mm. all of us cutters and cow horses outside outside of the barrel world we're like they are genius because that program is so amazing it just keeps everybody yeah um going at, like what an amazing amount to run for and it just keeps growing every year like it's insane no <laughs> it's genius. I, the next horse i get if i get one more like when i get one it's going to be a super stakes horse because you're crazy not to <laughs> oh, get a super stakes sure. horse these days oh exactly you are you are crazy not to get one i mean the extra incentives are the real deal they're so and it's so much fun to be able to see that potential in a horse when you buy one like oh I, I could one day have this you know that was always my dream with Eddie and it was just like a dream come true for it to actually happen so so you guys purchased him when he was three so what was he like getting him on the pattern like what kind of quirks did he have or was he pretty easy well like I said it was it was completely unfamiliar territory for me I yeah. had you know what I was doing but Luckily, I had Dad to walk me through, and um, we really just focused on getting him broke, yeah. and Dad really helped me. For the first two months, um, I was actually, I had moved to Claire's home, so he was at home for two months before I could bring him down there. He did a lot of work with him. He took him through, got him going through the poles really well, using his hawks really good, yeah. and working the flag also as well. That really helped a lot. He put amazing basics on him for me and uh the pattern the pattern was was okay until he learned he could he could run because I started taking him to the track in High River and breezing him and because nice. I wanted a bit of course yeah but uh <laughs> yeah there was a there was a lot of burn and not much turn to him at first <laughs> But, but we got it we got it figured out and uh I mean we're still every day is is a little different with him he's he's incredibly quirky but I love it I love not knowing which side of them I'm gonna get none of them are bad it's just a little different each one so it's oh, nice to be able to be on keeps me on my toes so yeah your dad he even trained a couple barrel horses from Marlene McRae hey do you do you know when that was <laughs> honestly I didn't even know anything about that until a year ago maybe I mean he just kind of brought it up at the dinner table and I was like what <laughs> but from from my understanding he um because he was training quite a few rope horses and barrel horses back in his day when he was he went pro for a while saddle bronc oh. and uh but before then he was amateur rodeo and um and training these rope horses and barrel horses and I talked to him a bit about it today even and he's like back then these horses had way more than one job. I mean, it was a big black gelding, if I'm if I am correct. I think yeah. it was a gelding, but a big black horse. And uh, yeah, he said it was my main ranch horse. I pull bend, barrel race, flag race. I did everything on that thing. Like there wasn't anything he couldn't do. And then he sold him to uh, he sold him to Marlene. And then I guess he told me today she was she had 
almost set a world record in Oklahoma, but she ticked the one pole with her toe. What? Oh, <laughs> and, that's so cool, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it was so cool. I was like, oh, sweet. That's nice to know over normal conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dad's been hiding things from you. <laughs> Good to find them yeah, out eventually. Sure. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So, um, did you go to a lot of fraternities on Eddie this year, or was this one the only one you went to? Because you were always busy going to all the cuttings and everything else. I took him to the Yellow Rose in Claire's home. Yeah. And that was a really good, like, that was my first barrel fraternity ever. Uh, I had two there. And it went it went all right. Um, like I Like I said, first one, I didn't really know what it was like, if it was more jackpot or if it was more serious at like the atmosphere yeah but um eddie handled it all really really well we just weren't our pattern wasn't clean i mean we weren't really running super competitively till abra finals like he really just it's like one day he just woke up and was like all right i'll take it seriously now and i'll see what i can do because he's just got a lot of run in him and it's been really hard to um get it under control and like direct it towards the pattern yeah because once I could get the line straight and everything I mean he's going to be a force to be reckoned with but he's just still basically a big colt like he's got a lot of growing up to do still yeah I um, thought that he was a really cool horse because you'd come to those jackpots at Thorsby and any of the horses that you were on I don't care which one it was I'm always excited to watch you run any of them because you're so handy they're so broke <laughs> And you do a really good job. So when I when you said that you were going to the super, or you had a horse in the super stakes at CBHI, I was like, oh, Carly, you're gonna do so good. I'm so excited to watch you. And then Aww. boom, you go and win the damn thing. Uh, that's just yeah, that's really cool. What's your feed program and your exercise program like? I know when I do my CFR and my NFR interviews, and I always ask people like, what does everybody want to know about people? And that's always the most common thing is what's their feed program? What do, what's their therapies that they use and what are they doing to leg their horses up or what kind of exercises maybe on the pattern or off what are you doing oh yeah for sure I, I love knowing those things I'm one of those people too <laughs> I love I love reading all of your interviews Aww, and uh, learning all of these girls different ways and tricks and stuff our feed program for Eddie is basically just a little bit it's the exact same as what we have all of our cutters on mm-hmm. just a little bit more seeing as he's more of a bigger horse yeah. but I mean he's not huge he's 15-1 okay we have a really good alfalfa grass mix hay mm-hmm. um he's on the cute he's on hay cubes he's on Hoffman's elite ration which I love my mom swears by we've been feeding it for I don't know how long and everywhere I go I get compliments on how shiny he is and his coat always looks amazing. Beet pulp, flax, powdered magnesium. And uh, he recently, after ABRA finals, I put him on the raw spirulina. I hope okay. I'm saying that right. Yeah, I think you are. But it's a, it's a muscle and top line builder from uh, Amy T. with Ronan Co. Okay. And I love it. I mean, Eddie looks great. He's he's really just filling out in places where he was just lacking a little bit. I mean, not, not too, too much. But, yeah, it's just been a great filler a great protein for him so perfect that's about it exercising he's he's rode I mean I I ride him every day at least like at least six times a week I maybe get a little lazy on Sundays (laughs) (laughs) I think you're allowed especially yeah especially in competition I mean I'm riding him every day and I sold my other maturity horse uh, a few months ago now but I'm riding him last after all of the cutters every day so it's 
it's tiring, but I'm so lucky with the setup we have at home because we have a great indoor arena with really deep cutting ground, like it's perfect sand in yeah. there, so he can get legged up real quick, and uh, we have a big round pan out, and we have a huge outdoor out. I mean, I can get a standard pattern in that outdoor, so oh, wow. it's it's great. I'm so fortunate to have grown up where I have because I yeah I can't imagine um, not having access to all of these things because I just benefit from them so much I mean I'm 10 minutes away from a Chikaku from Chikaku Lake and that's a big recreational area with huge hills as well so I like to take them and walk them and trot them and back up some hills and really get the muscles working but uh we do lots of slow work lots of slow work on the pattern I hardly run them yeah. Really. I try and save that for the jackpots. I just want his lung capacity to be as good as possible. I'd say it's up there. Because what, what was your fast time at uh, Pinoca? 17.3? 17.3. Yeah, gosh, that's bad that I can't even remember. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure the, um, the one run at my ABRA was just a tiny bit faster than his CBHI run. But I mean... It's scary because he still feels like he's Got like more. loping me. Yeah. Yes. Like it's it's so exciting, but it's yeah, it's a little it's a little intimidating. No doubt. Well, you'll have to be. I guess you're gonna be running him again uh, for next year because you can still get in on the Derby Super Stakes pot as well. No, I'm super excited for that too. He's easily frazzled. Uh huh. So I don't think I I don't think I'm planning on rodeoing him until he's a bit older hoping that I don't sell him. <laughs> I mean, I grew up as a horse trainer's kid, so there's always a price on something, yes, right? exactly. <laughs> but the plan is to, um, yeah, keep them going to all the jackpots, bigger jackpots, and derby them next year for sure. Oh, that'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what are some big differences that you might notice between the cutting world and the barrel racing world, at least like within Alberta or like, like Canadian wise, cause you do go to a lot of cuttings and then in the last three years you've been hitting up the barrel races. So what are, do you notice some big differences? Like whether that's the people or what do you know? Well, the main huge difference between the cuttings and the barrel racings is that the barrel racings are a lot bigger. My parents and I were amazed that there's 800 girls at the ABRA finals, yes. you know, like there, it's just such a growing sport, and I mean, the divisions is what makes it, like the 1D, 2D, 3D, yeah. all of that, so it's, it's pretty fair for everyone, and it's fun, and all the girls are really nice, and and they are in the cutting, too. It's just the cutting is definitely more of an expensive sport because you have the cow, the cattle charges, and yeah. you're hauling quite a bit farther for shows. I mean, we're at least... Well, our closest cutting is Pinoca, and that's we only have two there a year. Otherwise, they're on the south side of Calgary or in the states. So, and you guys are out west of Edmonton, right? Yeah. How many horses are you usually hauling to uh, these big cutting shows? We started to slow down because a few years ago, <laughs> a few years ago, we were hauling twenty-five or twenty-six what? horses at to each of these shows, especially at the aged events, and I mean, it was cra- it was crazy. We were really overworking ourselves, and it's not like we got much of a break to begin with, oh, living man. on a horse training facility, but um, this year was a lot nicer, because I think the most we had was 16 or 17 at the bigger shows, and then towards the end of the year at these aged events, um, we had 11 or under, so it was much more manageable when it's just a family-run business so wow that keeps you guys busy oh yeah (laughs) always that's crazy um okay so i know you have a special horse 
at your place. You have a slick by design, baby. Who's the mayor? Tell me all the details. What are your plans with this one? <laughs> I'm, oh my gosh, I'm super excited. I, like, I haven't even got to see her in a, over a month probably, so she's probably changed a whole bunch, but I call her, her bar name is Sage. She's a little bay filly, and yeah, she's a slick by design out of a mare that my dad actually trained and showed. Bob Butts was the owner, and he was also the owner of the stud who she's by. She's by Mr. Own Freckles, and so he's cool. an own son of Pepto Boone's mall. Oh my and, goodness, uh, yeah. I'm getting excited just listening to that. <laughs> I know, I know, when, when he agreed, because he, he approached my mom and I, and he was like, well, I think I want to, I think I want to breed, because she's a beautiful, big, built, red roan mare, and he was like, I think she's got some speed, you know, I think she'd cross well with, with a barrel stud, and I was, of course, I was, like, so excited, I was like, oh, yeah, like, let's do it, let's brainstorm, and yeah, he said, let's do Slick by Design, why not, and uh, I think it's going to be an amazing cross, I mean, she she looks like her daddy. Like, she has a beautiful head. Like, he oh. stamps his baby totally. Can I tell you that? Oh, that's so <laughs> head exciting. head and neck are a spitting image. So, no, I'm, I'm super, I'm super excited for her. Yeah, I was saying on her mom's side, the Mr. Own Freckles, my dad uh, showed more in his aged, uh, later aged events. And he was owned by a dear friend of ours that actually passed away this year. Oh. So, she's really, really special to me because, uh, yeah, just all of the memories and stuff we have with him and that stallion and i mean it's pretty cool that that stallion is an own son of pepto boone's mall as well yes. because i i'm just loving the cutting and running red crosses i mean yes oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh sage is gonna be a really special little baby so um what year will be her maturity year for barrel racing if my math is correct i think she i think that'll be 2022 and I think I looked at the payout, and that payout that year for the super is she super stakes? No, because she can't be with Slick, hey. No, not with Slick. She won't. She won't be super stakes. No. but that's okay. But that's okay. She's still <laughs> think, gonna be so cool. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and Slick's enrolled in a few down south too. Yeah. I might, if so I might uh, do the pink buckle stallions Ooh. program or the incentive with her. So I mean, that's a huge payout. Too. That's so, a huge I mean, payout. <laughs> yeah, the first year yeah. that was just uh, just recently too. That that'll be really mm -hmm. good. Are you entering any more fraternities for the year with Eddie? I think there's what the one at Northlands, and then there's also the um, the Cloverleaf <laughs> one as well. Are you entered in those? Yeah, I'm actually yeah I'm entered up in the Cloverleaf, so that's next Saturday, I think, I already. think so, yeah. Or maybe two Saturdays. So, yeah, we're going to hit that one because, um, of course, we got to check out the barrel prospects at the sale, too. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we're for sure doing the Northlands, too. I'm very excited about the Northlands. He's, because since we bought him from that sale, he's eligible for the extra 10 grand they have oh, up. yeah. So, yeah, from my understanding, um, if the if there's any returning horses from that year from the sale um, in the roping fraternity and the barrel fraternity, they'll split it. So an extra five grand for each. Yeah, I'm super excited for that one. I haven't ever ran in that arena either, so I've watched it a few times. Every every year I went to the CFR, we went and sat and watched, so I'm super excited to be able to run. Big thanks to Carly Christensen for joining us today on the show. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast. Be sure to join Cassie next time on Lipstick and Cowboy Boots.